Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Welcome to the Disney Wedding Podcast, brought to you by Carrie Hayward's Fairy Tale Weddings Guide, the only guidebook and bridal organizer tailored exclusively to Disney's fairy tale weddings at Walt Disney World. I'm Carrie Hayward, and each week I feature a different aspect of Disney weddings, from the latest news, information, and money saving tips, to interviews with wedding vendors and real Disney brides and grooms. I also cover honeymoons, anniversaries, and engagements at the Disney parks and resorts. Join me now as the Disney Wedding Podcast celebrates romance at Disney destinations. Today on the Disney Wedding Podcast, I am speaking with Courtney McDonnell about her Wishes Collection wedding, ceremony at the Wedding Pavilion, pre-reception on Luau Beach, and reception on Sunset Boulevard inside Disney's Hollywood Studios. I thought you guys would be interested to hear how she chose all these locations and how she planned this event, and of course, how everything turned out. So welcome, Courtney. Hi, Carrie. Thank you so much. Thanks so much for being on the show today. I always start at the very beginning and ask how you and your fiancé decided that you wanted to have a wishes wedding at Walt Disney World. It never was really an option for me to get married anywhere else. It kind of had been what I planned on pretty much my whole life. And I knew that even if I did an at-home wedding, I would pretty much just be trying to make it a Disney wedding anyways. So it just kind of seemed like the best choice to go ahead and do the Disney wedding. And we knew how many people that absolutely for sure 100% had to be there with us to share that day. So we kind of were going with the wishes direction at that point. Got it. And so were your friends and family then also not surprised? Were they expecting you to get married there or was it more of a shock to them? No, I think everyone had kind of been expecting it. My parents have pretty much told everyone like since I was little that I would get married there. I think Ryan's family probably more or less was like, all right, she says it, but we'll see. So then when everything was official, they were like, all right, we're going to Disney World. (laughs) (laughs) How many guests did you invite and how many were able to make the trip? I think our final invite count was 86, and we had a total of 73 people. Now, how did you guys decide on this unique collection of venues for your ceremony, your pre-reception, your reception, and then you also had a fantastic welcome party? Yes. So as far as the welcome party had gone, I had initially really wanted Fantasmic to be a part of our wedding in some capacity. The logistics of all of it would have been really tough because we would have kind of had to go to the the show and then fill our time somewhere out of the park for a, a period of time. Like it, it kind of just would have been a nightmare just trying to figure out where everybody would go and when and so I said, okay, well, we'll do the, you know, the rehearsal dinner there. That way, at least we get to incorporate that. And then 
we wanted to make sure we were doing something around Happily Ever After. We had gotten engaged during the show, so it was really important for us to be able to show our guests that maybe weren't going to go to the parks or they were just in, in town for the wedding that they could at least see this show that was so special to us. So that's how we ended up on Luau Beach. We also do just love spending time at the Polynesian, so it kind of was all perfect that way. Did you ever consider using the marina or was it always Luau Beach? For me, it was always Luau Beach because I think in like a different life, I would probably be someone who would do a beach wedding. So this was kind of my way to be able to be barefoot in the sand in my wedding dress, but not have my whole wedding be a beach wedding. (laughs) And then how did you choose Sunset Boulevard in Hollywood Studios for the reception? So that came on, it was on Saturday mornings. We kind of like to wake up and we will just pull YouTube up and just watch different bloggers, Disney bloggers, or we'll do ride throughs. And the one day we had kind of been struggling with where we wanted to do the reception. And one morning we were watching, we did a ride through of the great movie ride. And that had always been one of our favorite rides. So we were obviously devastated at the closing of it. And we were like, we should do a great movie ride themed, but also just Hollywood studios in general themed reception and of the location options in Hollywood studios with the amount of people that we had sunset Boulevard was perfect. Interesting. Okay. And then how did you choose the wedding pavilion for your ceremony? We really just love the idea of the castle being off in the background and still having that, not so much churchy, but just that nice little small chapel feel for the wedding. Got it. Okay. So did you end up having kind of an old Hollywood theme to your wedding or did it gradually change into something else? So we had kind of initially envisioned just focusing on like our favorite attractions and features of Hollywood Studios. So We did each of the table numbers was a different movie poster from all of the scenes from the great movie ride. We had different plaques with different quotes from the great movie ride. Annie Fry, Practically Perfect Crafts, had done amazing. She did our card box, and that was like an image of us strolling down Hollywood Boulevard with Great Movie Ride off in the distance and just the different buildings from the great movie ride. And she had done... Our drink signs, one was Sorcerer Mickey theme, so she just did amazing stuff that kind of paid homage to the different attractions and things like that. Okay. Did you carry over that theme into your ceremony or your cocktail hour at all? I felt a little weird about the idea of having such um, compartmentalized theme, if you will, because each location had its own completely separate theme. So the vibe of the ceremony itself was more of like a woodsy, we had branches and moss and things like that. It was like catering to my love for Pocahontas. Um, And then we went to Luau Beach and that was more of a Polynesian theme. So we had the palms and tiki torches and Polynesian. We actually had some food options from Ohana that was served at our pre-reception. And then once we got to Hollywood Studios, everything went to Hollywood Studios theme. So the theme kind of just went with each location. That seems like ultimately Disney, right? Because every park has different themes (laughs) and different lands. Yeah, Yeah, that's why it kind of seemed to all make sense in the end when we had figured everything out. That's great. So you mentioned having Ohana items at the pre-reception. Do you have any menu items from any of your events that you can recommend? 
Yeah, definitely. I mean, everybody knows the food at Ohana is amazing. So we had the pot stickers, the pineapple coconut bread was so good. And then we actually, it wasn't a specific Ohana menu, but we did grilled pineapple skewers. Those were so delicious. And then actually everything that was at our reception was all resort themed food. So we kind of just picked our favorites from different places around the resort. We did Jico bread service, which was so good as a unique alternative to just like a dinner roll or, you know, things like that. The Cobb salad from Hollywood Brown Derby. Um, what else did we do? Oh, 50s primetime fried chicken. Oh, we did penne alla vodka inspired by Mama Melrose's. We did chicken tacos as well that were just inspired by the Mexico Pavilion in Epcot because that's really where we spend our most time when we're in Epcot. <laughs> yeah, and I think that was pretty much it. We did popcorn at the end as a surprise during the reception as well just because we do have a family of people who do like to drink. So I figured serving something at the end would kind of help soak some of that up. <laughs> <laughs> and then do you have any recommendations from your rehearsal dinner at Fantasmic? Yeah, that was another thing. We kind of just went theme park inspired. I had corn dog nuggets, which just to be at my Disney wedding rehearsal dinner, just chowing down on corn dog nuggets was so great. <laughs> the ton of ice creams and desserts, which I think at the time of the night that we did it, were really good choices because people had probably really already eaten their dinner and they really just wanted to snack. So it was great to just have those finger foods. Right. Yeah, that's a good point. So at the reception, did you add any kind of entertainment? My husband had added Mickey. So he came out and surprised me. I had alluded to the fact that I would love for Mickey to be there, but I didn't want to be involved in the decision-making part of it. I kind of just wanted him to appear. (laughs) (laughs) So we did have that, which was so magical. (laughs) And did you do a DJ or dancing or anything like that? We did. Yep. We had Charles Miles was our DJ and he was phenomenal. How did that work since your reception was set up in the street on Sunset Boulevard? Did you bring in a dance floor or did you not really need one? We didn't actually really need one. And to be honest, just the idea of being, I mean, most people ended up barefoot. I certainly did barefoot dancing in the middle of Sunset Boulevard with nobody else in the park was amazing. (laughs) You had a beautiful cake. Can you recommend any of the flavors you chose? Yeah, definitely. We stuck with the classic chocolate, but we did add peanut butter filling. And then we did the cinnamon cake with the tropical mousse filling. So that was kind of our, like a churro dull whip combo. Interesting. How was that combo? I loved it. I think people are either like they want chocolate cake or they just want something completely different. So all the people that did do the churro absolutely loved it. That's great. Can you give my listeners a timeline of how the day ran? Yeah, absolutely. We had started hair and makeup at 1030. It was fairy tale hair and makeup, and I could not recommend them enough. They, all of the girls were absolutely amazing. They helped keep everything so organized, so I really didn't have to worry about it whatsoever. And then not too long after that Trinity videography team had arrived, I don't know exact times for everything because the day just completely flew by. Not too long after that, we had moved to the photographers, kind of went over to the guys. I had my first look with my dad, stepdad, and my little brother. Shortly after that, they the transportation arrived to get us over to Grand Floridian just so that we could get onto the carriage. Um, and then all of my bridal party was taken over to the wedding pavilion to get ready. 
Um, and then my guests, I believe, started arriving close to 7.45 or was it 6.45? I don't even know what time I got married. It's so terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I want to say it was 6.45 because I think the fireworks started at 8.05. I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, so the guests started arriving 15 minutes prior to the ceremony starting. We went through the ceremony, which I was surprised at how quick it went. It felt in the moment, like it was forever. But looking back, I was like, oh my gosh, I didn't know you could get a whole wedding done in 25 minutes. Like coming from the Catholic church, I was like, I thought it it had to be like an hour and a half. This is unheard of. <laughs> and then right after that, we did our kind of staged exit. We um, had gotten the fiber optic glow wands for all of our guests to hold. Having been nighttime, we figured something that would light up um, would be fun. So everybody lined up for that. And Ryan and I exited and got into our carriage where they just kind of took us and hit us behind a bus. And then after that, we headed back in, did some pictures, headed over to the beach. It was really important for us that we didn't fill our whole night with photography. We really wanted to be a part of everything with our guests. And that obviously included the fireworks and our cocktail hour. So they kind of just worked around us watching everything. And I think hopefully they, the videographers at least, I think got some good shots and we definitely have some great shots from the photographers. So then shortly after that, we snuck away again to board our vintage Cadillac that drove us over to Hollywood studios. And then they put us backstage until all the guests got in and found their seats. And then we did our entrance from there. And then that was the rest of the reception. That's great. I just thought of another question. Did you pay to pipe in the music for the fireworks show on Luau Beach? Yeah. So there was um, like an audiovisual fee that we ended up having to pay. They just had a set of speakers out there and then a receiver hookup to do. I think it was like $950 that was to cover just that equipment fee basically being there. And how did you like the view? Can you see the castle from there? It was very hard to see the castle. We had actually initially thought we were going to be on a different beach. And when we had done a walkthrough, we had a different planner before. And then we had been reassigned one and we had done a walkthrough. I, and I don't know where the the problem fell, but we had also done a walkthrough with like the sales consultant just to see if it was even an option. Um, so we thought it was going to be at the further beach where you have a full view of the castle and you obviously can see all the fireworks. But this one still worked out beautifully because we did have the wedding pavilion very close by. So that made it in a lot of the pictures. So that was nice to have the fireworks kind of over the wedding pavilion. Interesting. Okay. So when you were planning, what were some of the most important aspects where you focused your attention or your budget? I would say the food was a huge deal for us. We're from Buffalo and I think one of the very few things we have <laughs> to be able to to claim as something we have going for us is our food. So I wanted to make sure that everybody not only had great, really delicious food to eat, but they had kind of a showcase of all of our favorite food. Again, for the people that maybe don't visit the parks all the time or just haven't visited these different restaurants, they at least got to try the things that we so frequently eat. That's great. Anything else that you focused? Did you do floral and decor? Yeah, I actually did my bouquet through the Disney floral team. And then I did my husband's and the father's boutonnieres. Um, and then the corsages for the moms. But my bridesmaids actually all carried lanterns. So we had made those prior. And then we also made all the groomsmen boutonnieres. Um, so Disney did the floral and decor for my ceremony. 
And then we pretty much had done most of everything else ourselves. Like for the centerpieces, they provided a like a couple votives and then a small vase that had like glowing confetti in it. And then we did the pictures for each table of the movie posters from the scenes of Great Movie Ride. Um, and we had brought down our place cards and just the l- different little things that were placed throughout the ceremony. Um, and we also had artwork from the Paper Fairy. So that was amazing. Everybody loved that. We had put it in an old style, like blinking light up movie poster. <laughs> so it fit really well in with all of our other decor. That's great. What aspects were less important where you saved your money or your effort? They're very small and it might sound silly, but just like the favor cards that we had done and the place cards, like kind of anything that would have been like a paper product. So our programs and just things like that, that I know myself when I attend weddings, it's not something that I hold on to forever once I leave there. So I didn't necessarily want to spend a lot on stuff that, again, I knew most people probably wouldn't get a lot out of or much use from. So out of all of that, what ended up being your favorite memory of your wedding day? I think I would have to say the time that we were being held backstage in the Cadillac before we were waiting to go and surprise all of our guests because we hadn't told anybody about the car or how we were going to be arriving to the reception. So just the anticipation of seeing everybody's faces, but also just, it was such a quiet moment in all of the chaos of the day. It was just us sitting in the back of the car, our driver, the soft Hollywood studios music, the dinging and blinking of the little street traffic light that's there. Like it was just Such a nice, serene, but still exciting moment. That's wonderful. Did anything go wrong or just not turn out like you expected? It actually started raining and ended up raining pretty heavily throughout the night. So I obviously had hoped it wouldn't rain on my wedding day, especially given the fact that both of our locations after the ceremony were outdoor locations that we didn't have ideal backup plans for. But honestly, it turned out so amazing. I've always loved the rain. So again, going back to just being barefoot, dancing in the rain on Sunset Boulevard with all of my friends and family is something I obviously will never do again. So <laughs> it it went not according to plan, but it ended up being so great. Interesting. What was your not ideal backup For the reception, it would have been the Indiana Jones stage, which obviously would have been so cool. Definitely a a good backup plan, but just the theme and all of our like decor items that we would have had, I feel like would have been out of place on an Indiana Jones stage. And then for the pre-reception, it would have been the contemporary portiquere. Got it. So did they make a rain call on your reception? Like how did it happen that it started raining in the middle after you were all there and everything was out and yeah. So every, literally everything was still out. Everybody had kind of just been wrapping up dinner. Um, and there was a very light drizzle. So everyone was like, Oh, it's fine. We'll throw napkins on our heads. Like, we'll we'll hang out until it's dance time. It'll, it'll go by. Like everyone was checking the radar. And so we had probably like a half hour lull where the, the rain really did pass. So everyone kind of got up, got to the dance floor got moving. And then it kind of started coming a little heavier. So the DJ had kind of just, he still had music playing, but he just had put 
towels and cloths over all of his equipment. The photographers kind of would go under an awning and then pop out, do some pictures, go back under the awning. Um, Same with the videographer team and our planner. And then at a certain point, it just really was completely coming down. Like everyone's hair was just (laughs) soaked, Um, but everybody kept dancing and everybody just kept having so much fun and it didn't, it didn't really change anything. I think if anything, it made it more fun for everybody, but the Disney team was great. They ended up coming out with rain ponchos and towels just to dry chairs off and the benches and things like that. So they kind of saved the day and then for the rest of the night, it would kind of come and go, but again, it didn't stop anybody. So I'll take it. (laughs) That's wonderful. Was there anything that seemed like a big deal when you were planning and then it turned out not to be? I was in the very early stages of planning. I was very set on doing a lot of crazy decor and floral. And it was something that was important to me. And I just kind of, as we were going through and just looking at all of, you know, the great stuff we're getting for this dollar amount and then comparing it to something that we well, it's very much used for a short period of time and seeing kind of that dollar amount in comparison to other things that we were getting, I just couldn't necessarily justify it as much. So I think I kind of pulled it in and was like, okay, we don't need to go this crazy. I don't need all of this stuff. People are probably not, that's not going to be the most memorable part of the evening. So I kind of, kind of let that grand floral dream go. (laughs) (laughs) Is there anything you would have done differently knowing what you know now? I think the only thing I would have done differently is ask more questions with regard to what things would look like for the guests in terms of the locations that we had picked. I think we were just focusing on the magic of the locations and didn't necessarily think of any of the logistics necessarily of the location and what it would look like for the people who didn't get to be kind of driven backstage in this car and driven right onto Sunset Boulevard. You know, I do have just a few older or less able-bodied people in our families. So just knowing ahead of time, like where the bus would be dropping off and the walk that people had and where they'd be brought in, I probably just would have asked more questions and made sure that I had plans in place for the people that I knew would have a hard time. Oh, that's interesting. So what were the logistics for your guests? So the, I mean, right from the ceremony, they were able to just walk down to um, Luau Beach. It, for me, was not a far walk. Obviously, I understand that other people might not think that that's a very small walk. Um, So that wasn't a huge concern because I had warned everybody about that. Cause I knew, like I knew where the wedding pavilion was in relation to Luau beach. Um, but for the reception itself, they had utilized like the standard resort bus stops, which especially at this point are significantly further from the front entrance, which is where the guests were all brought in. So for the people that had to just kind of make that longer jaunt than we had anticipated. It kind of had sounded at the beginning like they would still be dropped off at like a backstage location that would kind of bring them right to the reception area. But it was, they were just parked out pretty far. Um, And then the departing buses 
like the bus couldn't pull up because there was a utility vehicle, I guess, that was in its way. So guests who had wanted to leave prior but still had to wait for the next shuttle time had ended up waiting even longer just because the the bus just, I assume it would follow all the traffic laws, but it kind of just acted as though it were just a, a standard resort bus utilizing those further spots and following whatever vehicles were in front of it, which I think would have been avoided had there been a different drop-off location. That's fascinating because the events I've been to at Hollywood Studios, they do bring the bus backstage. Was this some sort of special thing? Like they can drop you off right by Rock and Roller. Right. That's, yeah. And so that's where we had come in, like in that back area for our vehicle. And I kind of, I don't know if it was because they would have had to drop them off in the same area that we would have been. So they were keeping them separate. At that point, I probably would have just requested, like, to stagger the arrival times. Like, you know, hide, put us somewhere else and bring the bus up, um, let them out, and then bring us back. I don't, I didn't ask before, and I, I didn't ask after because I just figured, you know, it's done. <laughs> There's not much we could do about it. So, huh. interesting. Okay. Other than that, everything was perfect. The bathroom location, um, just the backdrop of all of our photos with all the great shops in the background and having, the Tower of Terror looming in the distance over, you know, all of our first dances, my father-daughter dancer. That was just, that's amazing to me. (laughs) That's wonderful. Well, Courtney, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me today. I think this has been really instructive for anyone who's interested in planning a Wishes Collection event, especially at Hollywood Studios, which you don't see very often. So this has been really helpful. Definitely. No problem at all. Thank you. That's our show for today. I'm your host, Carrie Hayward, inviting you to join me again next week for another episode of the Disney Wedding Podcast. In the meantime, send your comments, questions, and suggestions to info at DisneyWeddingPodcast.com. Past shows are available in iTunes and on the show site, DisneyWeddingPodcast.com. And for instant answers to all your Disney's Fairy Tale Weddings questions, Check out Carrie Hayward's Fairy Tale Weddings Guide, available as an interactive ebook with continual free updates at fairytaleweddingsguide.com. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio.